0: life over to Jesus Christ. He was baptized last year and he is on fire for God. And if he did it once, I believe that he can do it again. I sat in a meeting last year with a relationship that the marriage was apart, not falling apart, not getting worse. It was apart. Today they are still together and if he did it once, he will do it again. I was in hospitals last year thinking people were going to die, and they're standing here today because miracles happen today. So, God, and just as when I get done, if one of you have a prayer, get going. If someone else has a prayer, come on up. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a couple minutes to say this. God, we want it again. We need it again. Yes, When all the lights and all the show and all the drama and all the presentation is stripped away, it is your presence that we need in this place. It is your presence that does it again. It is your voice that opens the waters. It is your voice that t- brings the, the walls down. It is your voice that raises the dead bones back to life. And God, we need it again. We want it, it again. Is. Have victory in 2023 in, 23. Yes, in our minds, in our hearts, in yes. our souls, in our yes. spirit. I pray today Come for God, God. God, for yes. you to have breakthrough, for yes. you to have breakthrough. Come on, church, let's keep praying. Lord, we pray, you came God. so that we could have life
1: and have it abundantly. Yes. You said in your word so that we would not just be a part of the world, but so that as you have overcome the world, we can overcome we can the world. We can overcome it too, God. God, that is not necessarily a military cry, but it is saying there's so many things that the world is pulling us down, yes. pulling us down to live a natural life. So, God, we ask. That you would come by the power of your Holy Spirit and ignite a supernatural life. Ignite supernatural breakthrough. Ignite supernatural revival. Ignite supernatural mindsets. Ignite supernatural beliefs around what is possible in your people and in this nation and in our
0: world. Yeah. Come Holy
1: Spirit. The Spirit and Bride say come. "Come." The Spirit and Bride say come. Scripture says they overcame the world by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. God, we claim the blood of Jesus today. And we let our testimony out of our mouths be He is Lord. He is Lord. Over my life, over my family, over this church, over this city, over this county, over the surrounding cities and counties. Over the greater metro east area, over Illinois, Missouri, the surrounding states of the Midwest. Jesus is Lord over the United States. Jesus is Lord over North America, Canada, and Mexico. Jesus is Lord over the entire western hemisphere. Over the eastern
0: hemisphere, we proclaim the blood of Jesus. So church, so church, right now everyone just start saying Holy Spirit come. Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit come into my life. I need you to say this prayer for your own. I can't say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Holy Spirit, come into my mindset. Come into the struggles. Come behind my walls. Holy Spirit, we need you today. I need everyone praying this. Holy Spirit, come. Fill this church. Fill my family. Fill my words. Fill my thinking today. Holy Spirit, we need you in a powerful way. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, church. Cry out to him. Like this is your last prayer.
1: This is the one that he's going to hear to overtake you. Holy Spirit, come. What a love this What a prayer. What our worship. We invite you. I was one of those that were in the hospital last year and almost died. One stay
0: was for 30 days. I forget the other stays, three and four days. But I want to thank all of you that He did it for me then. He gave me a new heart, actually,
1: a triple bypass. And So I'm believing that if He'll do it for me then, He'll do it for me now. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. Yeah.
0: song that we sang about fighting our battles on our knees, um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart that the night season is over and the day is here. For the past several years, we've been in a night season at Navigation Church, and as we were on our knees, we still saw him light up the shadows. We still saw him at work, but the day has come. The day has come, and so joy comes in the morning. Lord, we thank you
2: that your joy comes in the morning. We thank you that there's going to be a spiritual awakening in the hearts yeah. of your people. That they'll no longer be satisfied with just a mediocre relationship with you. That the Lord, right. they're going to want to push in. That's and right. the strongholds that have held them back, they will fall. They will crumble. And we will see your work here, God. In our new day, we thank you for the day that has come. We thank you for your joy that comes in the morning. We welcome you, we God.
1: God. We welcome my Thank mm-hmm.
3: Because the new day is here. Awake the dawn for the new day is here. For I see we have come through a spirit uh, in a season, rather, of the shaking of the foundations of this house and of the church at large. But it has not been for the crumbling of the foundations, but for the shoring up and the rebuilding, for the weight of glory that is yet to rest. For the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former house. So, Father, I believe that the spirit of revival is ready to be poured out out on this place yeah. but there's a word that needs to come with the spirit that will pour out. For even this week my wife Katie had a dream and only now that I feel I have an understanding of what is to come. For surely we are going into a season of building a new house with the glory of God to come and to dwell. But in the season, in the dream, she saw the church being built, but it was a wallish church. Who does that in the Midwest? <laughs> it's my natural thought. But what I see now in the spirit is we have to build a church that's wallless. I don't know what that means. That's on the leadership in our intercession yet to find. But what cannot be hidden in a wallish church? Or is it that there's going to be a natural exchange that no doorway could hold? That there's going to come those from the east and the south and the north and the west. And they're going to come and there's going to be an outpouring on all flesh. There's going to be an outpouring on Collinsville. There's going to be an outpouring on the metro east. That the spirit of revival is coming to pour out. Said there's going to come yes, something do. along with the spirit of revival the spirit of revival is ready to be poured out but it is going to ride on the preceding waves of the promise of prophecy that his word has already gone forth and set up our new season navigation yes, Church. His word has already gone forth into your 2023 Partners of Navigation Church. His word has already gone forth over your marriages. His, his word has already gone forth over your businesses, over your finances, over your children, over those people that need to just come in and rest in the spirit of revival. The prophecy is, it's here and it's waiting because the new dawn of the new day is here, and the spirit of revival is going to be poured out on a wallless church. So here's what's happening right now, church.
0: We are entering 2023, and rather than us saying, God, here's what we want, we're asking God, what does he want? And clearly he's talking to us this morning, so here's what I'm going to ask. So this is Dr. Patty Amson. She's prophesied throughout the nations, been a prophet to my life in this house for years. We're going to let her release this word, and here's what I need us to do. Let's go back into worship and say yes and amen to what we've been declaring. And let's just believe that this victory, this breakthrough, these walls, or whatever God is saying right now, let's just move into what God, and seal that with one last time of praise. You ready? Dr. Patty.
2: Hallelujah. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say for me to look again at what he did what god did when he called abraham out of ur of Chaldees, for he brought him to the uh, threshold of his farmer dwelling and told him to look as far as he could from the east to the west as far as his eyes and god spoke to him that is the land that I will give to you. And Abraham went forth in faith, believing that not only a new dwelling place for him and his family would be given, but that the land would be given. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, "Navigation Church, I'm bringing you to the threshold of the building, and I call you to open the doors and look out. But don't look to rebuild a house, but look to the territory. Look to the east." Look to the north, look to the south, look to the dwelling places, look to the big uh, edifices that men have bought, look to the low places where men run and hide, look to the whole territory, for I not only give you a new house, the spirit of the Lord is saying, but I'm giving you the territory, or I'm giving you, says the Lord, a place to go forth and plant your feet, I'm giving you a place to go forth and walk on the ground, for every place that you set your feet, I will give it to you, says the Lord, every place where you walk and say, I claim this for
0: This is our walking right now. We begin walking all these places as we finish this part up in worship. Okay. going to talk for a couple minutes. I need you a minimum of three people, maybe as many as five. Look at them dead in the eye and say, you ready for breakthrough? You ready for breakthrough? This is one of those interactive, old school, if you're not comfortable with this, deal with it. Turn around and say, you got to ask them, and look deep in their eyes, because if they're looking soulless and lifeless, shake them. (coughs) Shake them. How about we do this? Let's, uh, let's just not act like it's a Sunday morning. Let's just act like Jesus wants to talk to us and we want to talk to him. And uh, <clears throat> I have a bunch of notes. I have ideas for sermons. But here's what I'd love to do. Let's just, let me just talk to you for a minute and let's see what the Holy Spirit ends up saying. Because um, I'm not really sure at this point. Uh, see, my, my thought was I was going to be talking about the new Wine. There's a scripture that says that if you put a new patch on an old wine skin, that when you pour in the new wine, the patch will give way because you can't take an old wine skin and dump it in new wine. I was going to talk to us about in 2023 how we want some new wine to show up. And the reason I was going to talk about that was when it comes to God, there was something interesting. As Jesus talked about the difference between the new wine skin and the old wine skin, He never said anything negative about the old wine. He just said what it takes to get the new wine. And I wanted to talk to us about what it takes to get the new wine. But now that we've gone through this worship time, I'm having a whole different thought run through my head. So let's, here's what's great. For those in our online community, we're so glad you're here. But let's be honest, it's January 1st. This is a one-off sermon. Like, we can do anything we want. So let me just talk to you a minute. Let us just talk to you a minute and see if if we can get somewhere. Uh, John chapter 2, and let's, I know there's random scriptures all throughout the PowerPoint. You guys have to trust me that I'm telling you the correct scriptures. If not, don't trust me and go read your own Bible. Okay? (laughs) Let's, let's just go ahead and go with that theory, right? I'm completely wrong. Go prove me right, right? Okay. So in John chapter 2, something interesting is Jesus is at a party turning water into wine. John chapter 2. Kind of, a, kind of an odd thing. And you say, well, it's, it's a miracle of Jesus. Now, here's why it's odd. <clears throat> so in the Bible, you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Those are known as the gospels. Gospels. I know how to say it. But... There's something known as the Synoptic Gospels. Have you ever heard of that before? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Exactly. John's like this oddball guy out. His 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 book is not like the rest of them. The rest of them. The reason they're Synoptic is because they are similar. That like you read common stories. Like for instance. What it takes to take a new wineskin and pour wine, you can find that in many of the synoptic gospels. But John is writing this one story that Matthew, Mark, and Luke never even touch. But at the very very end of John and actually I will go ahead and read this scripture just because it showed up on that screen and I know it's right here so I'll read this to you it says John writes this at the very very end of his book he says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence uh, signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book so basically John just said this there's a lot that he did that I can't even write down for you that, that's what that he's telling us here but These, what, these eight specific miracles that I documented in my book, this is what John's saying to us, these that I recorded for you, not like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, not what they did, what I recorded for you, these are written that you may believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing in him, you can have life. So John tells us at the end of his book why he wrote his whole book, and it's this. I'm trying to tell you that he's the Messiah. See, when Matthew wrote his book, he wanted to make sure you knew that Jesus was in a proper lineage in order to sit on the throne of David. That was what Matthew's whole beginning. If you ever open up the New Testament, they're like, read the New Testament. The very thing you read is a list of names. Adam gave us Cain, which gave us, and by the way, I don't have this one memorized. You are going to have to read that one by yourself. But I promise you by verse 5, you'll go, I get it, and you'll jump way down. Because Matthew is just trying to tell us this. Jesus has the right to sit on a throne, and the reason he has this right is because of this lineage of people that he's in. And I think Matthew needed to do that because Jesus is king, but also in his lineage, something amazing happens. We see Jew and Gentile in his lineage. You know what we see? We see holy and we see harlot, all in his. So when Jesus gets on the cross to die and take forever his rule and reign, because of his very lineage, he welcomes everybody into the cross. And so, Matthew, this is a super important book, but John doesn't start out that way. By the way, I don't know why I'm so energetic right now, but I feel it. Like, I'm in an eight. I don't know where you go after this, but we're here now. But, Matt, John starts out by saying this. In the beginning was the word. Before Adam that Matthew documented, before the servant that Luke talks to us about, before all these other things, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word just was. They're sitting around the table, and God says, we want to create mankind. Well, when did God start? He started before time, and the reason I know that is God started time. Think about this, this whole universe, this, this entity we live in, it's just a snow globe. That inside of it, God put time, and he put space, and he put humanity, and he put stars, and he put, before all of that started, they're sitting around the table and said, what do we want to do? And God says, let's create, and I'll create by speaking out of my mouth. But when I speak out of my mouth, it's Jesus, the word that comes forth, the substance in which we are created by, and the Holy Spirit, he's going to brew and hover over the depths of the sea. So John starts this, not Jesus is the servant that came and died for us. Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the King. Jesus, he started with Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And before there was anything, there was him. And Jesus is alive and powerful. And I want you to know this. And in chapter 2, after this beautiful, beautiful writing that John does, chapter 2, he goes, and Jesus, this Messiah, the word that was spoken was at a party. Wait, what? This, this beautiful dialogue narrative that you just wrote for us, the very next thing is that you want to tell us that Gita's a, uh, hey,
3: <laughs>
0: oh, like, no? <laughs> I'm supposed to keep it right here. This is, this is my space. This is my space, down low. Okay, so, like, <laughs> Some of you saw it, but I backed off. Like, all of a sudden, we have this beautiful picture of who Jesus is, and the very next thing John tells us is, hey, you're going to find him at a party. This absolutely doesn't make sense unless you read the end of John where he goes, the reason I told you all of this is because he's the Messiah. So the miracles that I'm pointing to, by the way, raising Lazarus from the dead, things like this, opening up blind eyes, I'm pointing to these miracles because in the Old Testament there was this picture painted for us, and I need to tell you that the man who was going to fulfill all of it came. And here's the picture that we see in the Old Testament. At the very beginning, when God created Adam, he wanted a marriage. So he created a woman, mankind, by the way, men, we did it so bad. We gave birth one time and the women got the job from there on out. Just, I mean, I'm not sure what we did wrong, but thank God we did it wrong because I've had kidney stones. So I know how bad pregnancy is. And so just let that brew in the new day. And so... So now you have, at the very beginning, in, in the garden, the first thing we see is a marriage between Adam and Eve. And throughout the whole Old Testament, you had prophets that would marry harlots in order for, him, for them to show, hey, this is what it's like, God marrying you. Like, he's the faithful groomsman, and you're the, uh, 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 there's children in here, how do you say this part? The individual that continues to run around with every other individual Did you catch it? I hope so. That was code. And so, but this is like what God's saying. There's all these marriage ceremonies. And if you get all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, guess what you see in this book? It's a marriage. And so when we look at it and we say, well, Jesus, your first miracle is turning water into wine. Jesus' first miracle was to say, I'm still interested in a marriage. I'm still interested in a relationship. But the problem is humanity for 4,000 years, you've been throwing parties. And you've been trying to create an environment where two can become one. But the problem is, your wine has run out. The old is gone and the new has to come. And the new comes because the Messiah stepped in and said, I have a wine that will not run out. Jesus' first miracle was to say that he is still interested in being a groom to a bride. And the party starts when he arrives. And today, in 2023, I want to be married again. I want to be married to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, not because of what I'm bringing to the table, but because he is able to bring all of it to the table. The new wine. So what happens? This is amazing. So Jesus' mom comes up to him, and he goes, Hey, son, they've ran out of wine. Here's what's weird. We don't know why Mary did this. We, we know culturally why this was important culturally here's why it's important If someone would ask to be married or betrothed how many have ever heard of that word before There was like this year-long let's call it courtship where they were actually married But they didn't get to do the married things and so again speaking code here with with this family friendly uh, service that we're having and so At the end of that becomes the party And the party isn't how many have gone to a wedding lately that you're in and out in two three hours? Okay, well, this is something like that, except it's like, you know, five to seven days. You shut down your business. You travel the far distance. But all the drink and food is provided by the groom. And so the groom, halfway through a party, he runs out of what it takes to throw the party. This is culturally a black eye against him and his reputation. And imagine being the dad that just gave your daughter to some guy who couldn't even supply for her for five days. This is, a, this is a problem about to happen. Mary comes to Jesus, and I don't know if it's because it's a relative. I don't, I don't know why she came. But she came to him and said, hey, son, we've ran out of wine. We need some. And jo- Jesus says this to her. He goes, woman, why have you asked this of me? My time has not yet come. Now, when you, the moment you hear me say woman, you're going to think that Jesus, think of it as a title. He didn't go, hey, mom, I can't. No, no, no. We're now having a dialogue and a man saying to a woman, a woman, it's an entirely different culture. Now, men, if you're looking for a life verse, you may want to adapt this one. Hey, woman, what does this have to do with me? Like that is an amazing life verse. Having said that. You may want to come back for our marriage seminar coming up, because like that will not serve you well. But basically what Jesus is saying, hey, Mom, it's not my time yet. And that was, when I read that, I hear Jesus saying no. Mom heard something completely different. Because Mom turned to the servants and said, whatever he tells you to do, do. And as I read the story, it's not in here, but as I read the story, Mom then gave that look to her son As she walked out the door, let me just add, how many know your mom's look that she's done and you need to do? Okay, so uh, I don't think I'm way out here. I think Jesus said, hey, mom, my time has not yet come. But mom said, I have a close enough relationship with you that I know what you are capable of doing, and you need to know in my life right now, you may not say it's according to your time, but I have such a need that I'm not waiting on your timing, I'm pushing into God's goodness. And so in 2023, I don't know what God's timing is, but I know what our need is. And I don't know about you, but how about instead of us sitting at home, I love when people say, I've been tithing, but it doesn't work. What do you you mean it doesn't work? What, do you tithe and then go home and just wait for people to bring you checks? No, it's a benefit of being productive. And at some point, I don't feel like sitting at home waiting for Jesus to move. You know what I feel like? I feel like leaning into him and saying, I know that you are capable of this. What does it take for us to do anything we can do for you to do everything you're capable of doing? So whatever my boy says, do it. So now jesus is standing there and he and he says see those six pots again john chapter 2 please go read this for yourself never just take my word because i'm telling you i'm telling you scripture go read it for yourself john chapter 2 he says there's six pots by the way those pots were probably about five feet tall ish up to 30 gallons apiece so jesus says in these clay pots, i need you to start filling those they didn't have tap water There was a well nearby somewhere that people just had to go and start bringing gallon at a time, trip at a time, board at a time. By the way, I just, here's a real disappointing thing to let you know. Um, As we move into God and we say we want more of God, yeah, that's work. No, I'm serious. Like, if you just say, I want to be more dedicated, I want to be able to reach out and help people that are hurting. You know what happens when you reach out and help people that are hurting? They may take you up on it. And you may actually have to do something, be available, talk to someone, uh, help financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever that might be. But all of a sudden, they start working, they start filling, they start coming. And then Jesus, I don't read a single prayer. I I look for the place where he had a magic wand. Ta-da! Like I was waiting for something. And all Jesus said was, now take it to the guy running the party and have him drink it. Quick question for you. When did dirty water become wine? Because as a servant, I know these are, these are ceremonial washings. There's a chance every person that's been at this party, their dirty feet got washed in this water. There's a chance for the ceremonial cleaning that the woman had to go through on her, on her wedding night, these were the tanks that they used to scrub dirty body parts. And all these people know is they've been filling it with water. Now they're supposed to take a jug, and pull it out, and start walking it to the person who's going to now serve it to everybody else. And I have a question. Do you think, and this is just me, I think they dipped it in, and they're still looking at dirty, brown, disgusting water. And then at some point, they had to walk it in, and the Toastmaster goes, hey, is that the new wine? Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, It has a bit of an earthy flavor to it. (laughs) This This is Chardonnay Christico, you know. And so, like, I don't even know if that's... I should have worked on a wine joke, apparently, before I came up here. And then I wonder when they poured it, what color did it come out? And then as they see him start drinking it, when did the miracle occur? And here's what matters to us. It doesn't matter to us. What mattered... Is that we filled the pots and we took it where he told us to and we gave it to who he said to give it to Miracles aren't contingent upon what I'm able to do Miracles are contingent upon what I'm willing to do And here's what we need to be willing We need to be willing to be empty vessels ready to be poured out in a new day And so in 2023 Are you willing to be poured out in the new day? Are you willing for the Holy Spirit to somewhere in your, can I say this, clay life, in your vessel life, there's a chance cracked life. Does anybody else in here feel like you have some cracks in your earthen vessel? You have all these cracks. Is there a place where we're allowing Holy Spirit to fill us up so that at some point a miracle can take place, a transformation can occur, And not, church, we have to hear this, not so that we can keep our party going. We don't need to build a, uh, here's something, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this out loud. So here's something that I've been wrestling with for a while now. And I don't know if it's possible, and I shouldn't even be saying it out loud because this is what we're going to figure out. When it comes to our new building, one of the things that I've been thinking is, God, what if we just build a black box in the middle of a farm field? No lights, no signs, no fancy anything. Just a building that if you want to come and worship Jesus. Because at some point, the American church has become very professional at putting on good services. But the problem is, we will always be the party that runs out of the wine if it isn't built around the Holy Spirit. So what do we do to strip it all away? Now, immediately saying this, some of you are like, yeah, a revival center, nothing but a square building. Liz, at some point, a sign telling you where the bathroom is is good. <laughs> right? And as a guest comes in and they're about to give their infant to individuals they don't know to watch them for an hour and a half, I think some paperwork may not be a bad thing. So, like, I, God, are you telling me something or is this just me asking questions? But it all revolves around this. I want vessels. I want clay pots. I need to be a person that the Holy Spirit can not only fill, but can be poured out for someone else. And I believe part of what we're called to in 2023 is a radical transformation on the inside of us so that we can be intoxicating to the world around us. And so God, right now, Lord, I'm going to pray this as a question for us to wrestle with even till next week. Am I willing to be that vessel? Am I willing for my brokenness, for my dirt, for my pains in my past, my fears, my regrets, my shame? Holy Spirit, I just, I want to be willing you not just to fill it but for you to pour out <laughs> God I don't want to just be another church or another pot sitting on a corner not being used we want to be a people that you can dip into and say go and we will go and when you say pour we will pour and when you say fill we'll fill Give us a desire today, God. Give us the drive. Give us the, we intend to. We intend to be used by you and we want to be used by you. God, if the modern day church could save the world, it would have been done by now because of social media, because of the internet, because of the production value. God, the American church is not your answer. You are the answer. The cross is the answer. Your blood is the answer. Tell us, show us, equip us the way to do that for this coming year. And we choose on this day to tell you that we will do everything, everything we can do to create the greatest opportunity for you to do everything you will do. Shake the mountains today, God. Open the oceans today, God. Tear down the walls today, God. Let revival come. Holy Spirit, we make a formal declaration right now that Navigation Church is a place for your spirit to fall, and we welcome it. Want us to be a revival center holy spirit we are not only willing but we will be available and able for a revival center for you let heaven and earth collide so revival can come Take your hand, right or left, and just place it in the center of your chest right now. Say, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Create in me a vessel that you can use. Holy Spirit, this is a house that you can inhabit. God, I thank you. I don't think that people said this today only because I asked them to it. God, I believe you brought us into this place. So the word that came forward this morning by Dr. Patty, that as we go and as we spread out, Holy Spirit, I pray that that isn't a word for David Amston or Aaron Simonik. I pray that is for us Navigation church, so every foot that life leaves here today, we spread out our influence. Every hand that prayed for ourselves now becomes a hand that prays for someone else. And Lord, we go in order for your kingdom to have influence over this region and over this territory. Your power, your presence. This is breakthrough
1: Smoke a flow in this place fill our hearts with your love your love so is all around, that the Spirit of the Lord is here, overflow in this place, fill our hearts with your love, Your love, your love. With your
0: love, say it, His love. Your love it surrounds.
1: surrounds
0: us, God. As your love is surrounding us right now,
1: you're the reason we came to encounter your love.
0: Your love, it's your love, it's your presence, it's your anointing, it's your gift of life, it's your unfailing love, God. We now take that, we embrace it, and we hold it. And in open hands, who do you have for us in 2023 to pour a new wine on so that they can know your intoxicating love that brings them to the greatest groomsmen ever? God, I thank you for January 1st. Last night, I had the opportunity to be here with another church worshiping in the new years now i'm standing here today and we worship into the new years may this be the first fruits of what we have for 2023 and that's prayer without ceasing so god we love you we praise you we honor you we adore you and we say thank you for allowing us to bring you this praise and worship today now speak to our hearts to prepare us for the you agree with that, say?